welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of your 12 Ounces of Sobriety podcast. I'm Pat Sharp here with my fabulous co-host, Robbie and Carson. Welcome, guys. Uh, I'm going to say happy Friday because uh, it's Friday for us recording. A uh, couple of things, you know, real quick. Uh, now that we're live on some podcast apps, please please give us five stars. Five pats on the right. back. Five pats on the Oh, that's good. Please give us five stars. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, review our podcast. Uh, send us send us questions. Uh, we'd like to do a possibly a question and answer at the end of the show. Maybe pick out one uh, listener's question a week and just chat about it a little bit. Uh, you can email us questions. Our email is 12 ounces of sobriety at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at one sobriety, the number one sobriety. And Instagram, 12 ounces. 12 ounces underscore of underscore sobriety underscore pod. For some reason, you can't just put spaces at Instagram. It's stupid. And uh, we have a Facebook group as well, uh, just 12 ounces of sobriety on Facebook. Send us messages to any of those. Give us feedback, what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Uh, any questions you want us to answer, and we will get to them. Um, so last episode, I had, was 90 days sober, picked up my 90-day chip a couple days ago, which was awesome to do. Uh, Carson, how are you feeling? What days you had? Any struggles this week? I am good to go. I uh, just hit 60 today. So Congrats. I was told, thank you, I was told to go get mm-hmm. my two-month chip, but I've been working all day, and now I'm here. So maybe you can make one for me. But, uh, but yeah, I feel great. It's a great week, very productive the sun is shining. It's beautiful outside, uh, so no complaints here. You know it's like 4 o'clock. You have the rest of the day to find a meeting and pick up a chip. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, they called a, me out. There's only like, I guess, 40 more from now until the end of the day in Charlotte. Yeah. You win this round. That's true. I'm going to a meeting at 7 tonight, so, you know. And then I'm chairing a meeting tomorrow night. Good for you. I'm going to a meeting at 7. Yeah. How are you doing, Robbie? How's your week been? Um um, struggles everything going well everything seems to be going going well uh i think i'm at 127 days now oh yeah so week was week was good week was good tomorrow my girlfriend's taking me out on a date so uh, i know so i'm excited about that and uh that's really that's really all you know i've been living in the day as much as i can and it seems like everything else sort of falls into place. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to play some golf this weekend. I hit up church on Sunday, watch some baseball, probably uh, nice and relaxing. Uh, hopefully it's been a busy day um, or busy week this week at work. Today we're here to talk to you guys about detox. Uh, detoxing is an integral part of getting sober, especially if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict. I know for me, I had to detox. Detoxing, coming off of alcohol when you have that physical addiction to it, uh, can be very, very dangerous. So if you're looking to get sober and you're listening to this, pay attention. Alcohol withdrawals can kill you. It is something that's very serious. I think we've all talked to people, whether in uh, rehab or at meetings, that have had seizures, that have been in comas. I mean, some bad situations because... They didn't go seek help when they're detoxing. This most recent detoxing, I went to a rehab facility and did an outpatient detox, seven days long, you know, and I really just took that time. You know, I I was upfront with my work. I told my boss kind of what was going on with me. Uh, He completely understood. And I think a lot of workplaces are getting more 
they're more open to helping you out with substance abuse and things like that so i told him he's like yeah man take off the time you need um i started my detox on a thursday and so i took off just thursday friday and of course i had the weekend and then i started working monday while still detoxing but during my detox stayed at my parents house uh, just because you want to be under somebody's uh, watchful eye in case you have a seizure or anything like that but with the rehab place got me on some meds then they they monitor you hard i mean i had to go there to the rehab place every day meet with the doctor and things like that because it is very serious what are you guys remember about your detox process and i know carson you got a little bit more detail about you know what to kind of look for when you are detoxing yeah so i have the most recent detox experience um between the three of us it was about 60 days ago to this day and there were a few things that i learned that i was very unaware of and i think a lot of people are unaware of first and foremost that detoxing is a a very pivotal point in transitioning into a life of sobriety Uh, i didn't know that that was a thing and whenever i did choose to to quit drinking uh, I was told by a friend of ours, you know, hey man, you you've got. I understand that you want to quit drinking, but it's not a good idea to quit cold turkey. It's not a good idea to just wake up one day after putting the amount of alcohol into your body day in and day out that you were doing. Because um, as you just said, Pat, seizures are a real thing. There are a lot of other uh, very negative effects that your body uh, can have if you choose to do that, you know, cause it's in shock, right? It's so used to you putting this poison into your body day in and day out. Your, your, your brain chemistry, the, all the chemicals in your body are going berserk because they're so used to this way of living. And when you just stop it like that, you can kind of fall off a cliff, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I just want to touch on that real quick, uh, something you can go to your primary care physician for something like that, but they're probably just going to prescribe you some benzos that are you're going to end up having issues with those then because those are addicting go to a professional go to somebody that is licensed in substance abuse or you know practices in the substance abuse arena somebody in the substance abuse field that can that that knows how to properly bring somebody off of a substance. Right, right. When you really look at it after the years and years of, of excess drinking, um, you think about it like this. You know, it's also known as a high tolerance because whenever you have excess amount of alcohol, day in and day out, it gets harder and harder to stop, which means it's going to be harder to detox. There's a chemical imbalance, as I mentioned before, uh, and alcohol is a depressant. I think most people know that. And whenever it depresses you, it's that feel good sensation. It relaxes you. You know, you have a hard day at work, a hard day, you know, with the family, with your friends, whatever's going on in your life. And you have that first sip of alcohol and continuously drink that alcohol and you feel better and better. But when your brain sees that, it has to push in more chemicals in order to balance you out. That is where the anxiety comes from. So you feel anxious after a day of drinking. Now, if you're a newbie and maybe this is your first time drinking or you do it seldomly, it's not going to be as bad. But as you know, when it stacks up and when you drink and you drink and you drink, that anxiety gets worse and worse and worse. Therefore, whenever you stop, all of a sudden, your body gets into that shock as mentioned before. So it's all because of a chemical imbalance. That's the difference between a new drinker 
and an alcoholic. So as Pat said, you need to seek professional help with someone who knows exactly what they're doing, who deals specifically in this field opposed to maybe a primary care doctor if you have the option to do so. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> actually kind of to hit on that, alcohol is a GABAergic drug, which means that it essentially it's a, a GABA is an inhibitory uh, neurotransmitter. And what it does is sort of depresses, uh, I guess, the activation of the neurons in your body. So when you get off of it, your body does the exact opposite. So the neur- your neurons are nerves and fibers and all that shit are just going insane. Hence why seizures are such a common, I guess, side effect. Also why, you know, anxiety, for example, is such a big deal because you're, you're literally constantly being activated. You know, for me, I was drinking so heavily, you know, like I said in our, our last podcast, you know, I was a binge drinker. So I would drink, you know, liter, liter and a half of liquor a day. And the following days, man, I would feel, first thing, I'd have the shakes, the tremors, really bad. Um, I'd have cold sweats. The anxiety was insane. And if I wasn't anxious, I was super depressed. I mean, dark thoughts start to creep in really fast when, when the alcohol's gone. You know, hence why the, you know, immediate treatment is usually some sort of like uh, benzodiazepine. So oftentimes they'll throw you on some sort of benzodiazepine. You know, I think most doctors know not to to keep you on the benzos for too long, especially if you're coming in for alcoholism, because chances are uh, you're addicted to to other drugs as well, you know, and they don't want to create a second addiction. Yeah, I remember uh, my last time detoxing when I went to, uh, when I went through rehab, I literally got my medication that every day I got, you know, what I needed for that day. And that was it. And because I was on a benzo and, but I would, she only gave me what I needed for that day. And then I was also on an anti-seizure seizure medication, but that way you're not abusing it. And then after like the first three days, which is the very dangerous stage, you know, that first 72 hours is, is where all the seizures and things like that generally happen. Not saying they can after, but that's kind of the danger zone. And then they tapered me off. And I think only five days I was on the benzos, but then on the anti-seizures for a little longer. However, the first two times I got sober, I had done it with my primary care physician. He just loaded me up full of benzos. And it's stupid. Don't do that. It's doing more harm than good for the most part. So I just want to throw that in there. And I'll get into more detail kind of about that. And yeah, they're, obviously the benzos are necessary to a certain extent, especially the farther that you've uh, traveled into your alcoholism and, and you know, the, the deeper hole that you've dug, they are very necessary in order to prevent something horrible happening, such as, you know, having a, a life-threatening seizure. But there are a lot of other remedies and things that you can do to benefit your body, uh, not only during a detox, but also before and after. Such things are a multivitamin. You know, you see commercials every day, you hear about it, but they're very, very, I mean, they're, they're created for a reason. They're putting nutrients in your body and it's hard to uh, be able to eat the right amount of foods in order to get the right amount of vitamins. A lot of times, you know, you have to really focus on that. Yeah. And and kind of what you're saying uh, with that too, is usually right before when you're getting ready to detox or you're getting to that point, 
usually you've been boozing pretty, pretty heavily, and your body is just shot of all nutrients because you're, you know, I was drinking a case of beer a day. You know, sometimes I, I was probably, there's probably days I had 30, 35 beers, and you're just pissing everything out. And I was hardly eating at all. So your body, my body was so depleted of everything. You need those vitamins. Exactly. Exactly. So multivitamin is, is a good source of nutrients. B12, your lack of B12, uh, you definitely need to restore that. And so looking at supplements such as that, vitamin C, vitamin A. And another big one I, I do to my experience and my research is folic acid. The more you drink alcohol, the more it depletes your folic acid and it's directly correlated with liver disease. And it can also, uh, a lot of times you can develop hepatitis C and then get into a cirrhosis of the liver. Right. So there's a long list and I would highly recommend if you are looking at doing, you know, something like this, looking at quitting, um, do your own research, but also consult someone who is in the field because they will tell you the same thing. There are a lot of, a lot of things that you can do. And one of the number one, I'm going to give you guys a quick quiz. One of the number one practices that you can implement into your life and that can really help flush out the alcohol from your body. Guess what it is? Water. Ding, ding, ding. Water. Drink lots of water. Flush that out. It's great for your body. Your body needs it. Drink as much water as possible. Also coffee, believe it or not. Did you guys know that? I did not, but I'm also not a coffee drinker. I love me some coffee and coffee is very good for your liver as well. I'm kind of surprised figuring coffee would would dehydrate you. That's you know? what they all think. Oh, um, also, I feel like vitamin D has got to be lacking somewhere in there. You know, I had a, a vampire lifestyle in my addiction. Yeah. Also, vitamin D deficiency does not help anxiety or depression whatsoever. It, it can make you your anxiety higher and it can make you more susceptible to being depressed also. So very important to try to keep a when you're detoxing or early sobriety and and hell, even later in sobriety, vitamin D plays such a crucial part in our body and in our minds and how we feel. Go outside. Yeah, Get some you... sunlight. Quit watching Netflix. Quit playing Fortnite or whatever. The, what are the kids playing these days? Fortnite? I used to play know. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's, yeah, that's my thing. So. I only ever played sports games. But I know the multivitamin I take, it has your 50% uh, daily value of vitamin D. I also am outside a lot because I like to golf, walk outside. And we live in the Carolinas where I think we get over 300 days of sunshine a year. We're lucky. We get some beautiful weather. That's why I love this place. Make sure you're, uh, you know, in the the safe zone from seizures before you start running around outside. That could that could be kind of wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wear a helmet when <laughs> get a bicycle helmet and go for a little jog. No one will think that's uh, weird at all. And, and not to make light of detox because it is very serious. But sometimes you got to have some humor about it. Because I look back, I mean, this is how serious I think it is. Even with that daily meeting with the doctor the constant supervision, the medication, detox is still very tough to go through. You're, you're still not going to feel great. You're still going to have the shakes. You're going to have trouble sleeping. I couldn't sleep for the first four nights I detoxed. I think I was up. You know, I, I would get maybe half a, get half asleep and then jerk myself awake. I had cold sweats. It's still tough to do, but generally it's only three days. Once you get through those three days, you're, you're going to start feeling a lot better. It's worth those kind of three days of it being a little tough 
And eventually, you know, after three, four days, that's when I started getting my appetite back, started being able to sleep again, and it feeling a lot better. I think on my fourth day, I woke up. It was such a, a weight lift off my shoulders because I was clear-headed. I felt normal. The anxiety had lifted away, and that is just a wonderful feeling. As I look back on my detox, I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I was, like you just said, anxious and depressed. There are a few things worse than being both anxious and depressed. And you'd think it wouldn't be possible because they're very different, but they're somehow correlated. And I, to this day, I don't know how that's possible, but it sucked. It was very, very hard. But I don't say that to discourage anyone from doing this because it is possible. We're all sitting here and we are thrilled that we all went through this and that we are where we're at. Three days, four days is nothing compared to the shit that you have to endure while you're continuing to be an alcoholic. Your life gets so much better. And so that is one thing I really do want to notate because as hard as it was, it, it's a it's nothing but a distant memory now. And it happens in the blink of an eye and it's worth doing. You got to bunker up. You got to do your thing. You know, if you need to take some time off of work, it's worth it because I guarantee you, you'll be more productive in the days that you come back it'll be like you never missed work so it is worth it and it is doable i thought there was no way on this planet earth that i could have let you know let alone not drink at all but even for a few days i thought it wasn't possible because that's how engulfed i was and how surrounded i was by alcohol on a daily basis but it is possible not to sound cliche, but it is very very possible and a lot of people do it every single day so i highly encourage anybody out there to do this uh, because it is is 100% worth it. You know, I do one thing I do want to mention too, because I have relapsed twice. And for anybody out there that's currently sober right now, don't relapse. Because even I remember my two relapses, the first one I was out drinking for three weeks was it. And then the second one I was out drinking for a month to six weeks. And the detoxes were harder that second time. And then that third time than it was the first time. Because alcohol is such a progressive disease, you don't start over. You just pick up right where you left off. And each time it gets tougher and tougher and tougher. So, you know, think about that the next time if you're having a craving or something like that. Because if you fall off that wagon, it's important to get back on. However, it gets tougher each time. And I try to remember that every single day if I have a craving or a thought pop in my head. Robbie, I know you've relapsed as too. What's your thoughts on that? Well, first, I wanted to say, just say no. Wise words from Pat Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm not elegant, but I get to the point. No, you're right. You know, the the truth is, I mean, it it does kind of get to that point. Yeah, as far as relapsing goes, I will say that it's, it's much more comfortable, I think, not relapsing. You know, in hindsight, I can be grateful for my relapses, but that's only because I'm grateful where I am today. But I still regret, you know, I say regret. There's still, I feel like it was not necessary. Um, and, and I owe a lot of that to really, for me at least, not being in a state where I fully, you know, surrendered, I guess, to the truth of my disease. I know, for me, you, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, as we're talking about this, though, if you're hearing anything and you're not sober and you're like, oh, that just sounds miserable, it's not that bad. It is just a very important step to go through, and it's a necessary step. You know, like Carson said, it, those three or four days where you don't feel that great, 
is you still feel a hell of a lot better than you do, you know, after a, a bender or just waking up in the morning with the shakes so bad, the only way to get rid of them is to drink. That's a terrible feeling. If you're an alcoholic, you know that feeling. It is tough, and it doesn't feel good. You have anxiety. You're depressed because your life's a mess, and you can't literally do anything without drinking. And so getting through a detox it is tough, but it's a cakewalk considering to, to live in a life of just you know alcoholism and everyday drinking and drinking to do anything. Trigger warning, but yeah, when I would relapse... For me, it, it would get so bad, at least when I was detoxing, the first few days were, uh, you know, I would have a lot of obsessive, like, suicidal thoughts. And, you know, I, I knew that I'm, I'm one of many who've gone through that. Uh, so if you are going through that, don't feel like that's uh, some abnormality. You know, that, that's really not that uncommon when it comes to, to detox. And what'd you do to deal with that? Well, I mean, in hindsight, I think I was just so sick that I didn't, I wouldn't act on anything like that necessarily. And, and for me, I, I, time, you know, time was a big factor. And then also medical detox was, was necessary. Well, I remember I met you, Robbie. I was just done with, I mean, I was seven or eight days sober. So I just got done detoxing and I believe you did too. And the difference I can tell looking at you from then to now is crazy. And it's been, you know, no, I guess you weren't quite out of detox then. I think you were out of, you're maybe, because you're about 30 days ahead of me. Yeah. So, so you were still early in sobriety. And um, I feel like you've, you've put on like healthy weight. You know, I know you've been going to the gym. You can tell. Getting swole. <laughs> trying to. Ooh, yeah. And you. your, your <laughs> color's better in your face and everything. You know, and who knows? I, I know I probably look terrible coming out of, of detox. But going into detox, I looked even worse. I remember the biggest thing were my eyes, like the bags under my eyes, the lines in them. They were always bloodshot. I mean, I just looked like shit all the time because I just was pouring a copious amount of booze. I was pouring down my throat every day. I mean, it just ages you. It makes you look like shit. It dehydrates you. It's just not good for you. And so, you know, you got to quit. And I guess the purpose of this is I just want to make sure if you are going to quit drinking, if that's something you're going to do, be smart about it. Go get help. Go to a facility. Go just do whatever you can in that regard to make sure you do it safely because it is very dangerous. And the smartest thing you can do if you're an alcoholic is, you know, admit to yourself that you're an alcoholism and get help. What I understand, there are two detoxes which can be fatal, and that is alcohol and benzodiazepines. Yeah, that is correct. And that's why you don't want to just go from one substance to the other. That's why you really need to be monitored by a doctor on the medication you're taking because you're an addict, you're an alcoholic, and it, it, or a drug addict. I, I'm hoping we have drug addicts listening to this show, too. Both those are very serious, and you have to be very, very careful uh, coming off of those. But you don't want to take benzos to get off of alcohol and end up being coming addicted to benzos because, you know, then coming off of those can kill you. It's just, you know, so be careful with that. I'm happy, obviously, <laughs> being sober. And what I did, too, during my detox is I just laid around and watched TV. I mean, I just relaxed. I tried staying positive. I didn't leave the house. I didn't go to any meetings. I just 
tried to relax. I listened to what the doctor said. I went to, you know, the the rehab facility every day, met with the doctor, uh, took their advice, took my medication as they told me, took the vitamins they told me. I would try to eat as much as I could, even though I wasn't that hungry, um, try to sleep. But yeah, just watch some TV. And, and I took some time off work and just, you know, I had my mom around me the whole time. She's the one that even took me. Um, I had her take me to rehab. And so I just went over to my parents' house and just hung out in the spare bedroom. And, you know, I'd taken a couple of days off. And I just honestly tried to use that time as relax- relaxation time and, and just kind of taking a break. And it's kind of the first phase of the rest of your, of your new life, entering sobriety. And, you know, so take that time and kind of embrace it a little bit. Embrace the fact of what you're doing. Embrace the... Um, kind of what the struggle is and try to remember that of how you feel and how tough it is because you know when you're you know 30 60 90 days down the road and a craving hits you you can think back on that and say you know what i don't want to go through that again it was nice to say nice that's not the right word but uh in detox i the few times that i did detox at home actually I say the few times there were probably a number of times but um making it cold in the house that was a big thing i would also tell myself a mantra which was cut wood carry water and i'd pretend i was in a log cabin doing in wearing a red flannel shirt like that's what i was picturing and i was doing just that and i mean i i suppose it kept my mind a little bit occupied because you know my heart was pounding out of my chest you know yeah two days straight. i know that feeling mm-hmm. you know i would i drank a ton of water and I remember that first feeling, probably three days in, two or three days in, where all of a sudden I was absolutely starving. And that's a good feeling, too. And then you just crush some food for the first time. And, you know, that that's a good experience to look back on when you, know, you first get hungry. I'm trying to think. I, I think I watched, like, I binge-watched Breaking Bad or something, even though um, I'd already seen it. But I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to be laying here for a few days and just, you know, relaxing and chilling and just trying to make yourself as comfortable as possible like i said and i had really bad anxiety because i kept thinking i was going to have a seizure even though i was on medication the medication the doctors gives you if you're going to a treatment facility or a professional that knows about uh detox they're going to give you medication you're not going to have a seizure you're not going to die you're just not going to feel great and so just try to understand that you're going to be okay Um, They got you on the right medications and just, you know, try to relax, keep your mind busy doing something, you know, deep breathing, things like that. And you'll get through it. My insano braino. That's kind of my problem, too. Just overthink situations. (laughs) But anyways, Carson, anything else to add today? I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to be a cut, boys. Tell everybody to be safe out there. If you're thinking about quitting drinking, uh, my advice to you is go get help and quit drinking. Uh, Next episode, we'll be discussing support groups, 12-step programs, outpatient rehab, things that we have been through that have truly helped us get to the point we are right now. So again, any questions, any comments, greatly appreciated. Send us some questions in, and we'll, we'll start wrapping the show up with a question or two from from our listeners and getting those out to you. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and everybody have a wonderful day.